Welcome to the Habits to Goals podcast with Martin Grunberg. It's time to take control of your life. Are you ready to achieve goals faster and more consistently than ever before? You need the habit factor. You're listening to Habits to Goals, the podcast that helps you create the habits that lead to success. I'm your host, Nick Paul Kuski, and here is Martin Grunberg. Martin, thank you for joining us on this episode of the podcast. <laughs> Nikki P, it is terrific to be here, bud. How you doing? I am doing phenomenal. Excited to be talking with you here today. So how are things going for you? Things are things are amazing. Things are very good. Keeping busy. And uh, yeah, I mean, <laughs> things are good. I was going to say living the dream, but that's that's a little too cliche. So we'll just <laughs> leave it with things are very good. Knock on wood. How about you? Yeah, I'm I'm really enjoying things. And actually, so for for my GTR for this week, uh, what I was able to do this last weekend was I had a nice little trip uh, with a girlfriend. We went and drove just a couple hours away after a nice hot yoga session on my part. Uh, and I got to uh, I got to meet with a good friend who was actually in town for a business trip here for a meeting. So we got a chance to hang out most of the morning. And then we took this nice little trip up to a little winery. And then the winery ended up being outside, kind of in the middle of the woods. So it was a fun little environment. And just got a chance to also go to a couple other really nice spots in this area. And just enjoy the nice weather that we had this last weekend before it started snowing again. <laughs> before it started. But, you know, look at you romancing. That's right. A lady. Yeah, well, Mr. you got to give her at least one afternoon, right? I mean, all the ladies just heard that, and now they're swooning. That was crazy. Very romantic. Yeah, it was, um, it was a lot so of fun. Mine's not, mine's not quite as exciting, but I love that GTR. And for those of you who don't know what the GTR is, you want to tell them, Nick? Yeah, it's the Good Things Report. And it actually, Act it came out of a... I believe, right? Did you guys kind of start doing that or did you hear that somewhere? But you do that so at I all heard, of your weekly meetings, I heard meetings, it right? from a great business leader, Ed Foreman. Um, he's, uh, the, I think, the only guy ever to be a congressman from two, mm. two states. Uh, and then he started developing some personal development programs. And, and then I enacted the GTR probably 15 years ago at our company um, – because we had weekly meetings and I wanted to kick them off with something positive rather than because we know what happens. You get in a meeting and then everybody starts dumping their bucket of garbage and it just it's not not very productive. So I love kicking off the podcast with a GTR. It also gives me a sense and a pulse of where you're at. So like I said, mine's not quite as good as uh, romancing my lady in the woods, but uh, I'm going to go with next week I'm headed out to Palm Springs to present at something called the Boost Conference and it's for educators. It's an after school um, Boost stands for best out of school time and fairly significant large conference a lot of great authors and programs after school and then educators from, from the state are there. And it, it's incredible to me to even be saying this now, let alone be presenting, because while I've done dozens of presentations for businesses, 
and and the habit factors really great for adults. Uh, as I was writing it and wrapping it up, I realized this is going to be even more powerful for young adults. You know, high school, uh, early college. If if we can get this material in their hands, and in fact. One of the people who wrote a review, I believe on Amazon, said that you have to write one for kids even. So mm-hmm. I'm just thrilled that, you know, it's fun to teach businesses this stuff. And uh, it's going to be more fun, I think, to expose this to a bunch of educators. Yeah. So there I you go. So. That's, that's my GTR. That's awesome. You know, you're inspiring the next generation. That's great. Well, I think these are important principles to understand and and, you know – habit isn't going away so if these these kids at an earlier age can think not of habit negatively right with the negative connotation but learn how to harness it channel it and use it to achieve their goals i mean you know we're looking at i think uh kind of a different reality in the future i can dare to dream anyways yeah, and that's so true. And just like we talked about probably a few episodes ago now, but like a lot of these habits, they compound over time, you know, and they grow exponentially. So if you can start creating some good habits early on, you know, who knows where you can go? Absolutely. And this idea, I know if I was in high school and somebody came to me and said, oh, you want, you have goals, you want to be something in life? Here is the process. Here is the path. Um, I may not have been smart enough to actually employ it, but but at least it would have piqued my curiosity. Instead, what every high school student, the majority is running around is thinking that habits are bad. So they're not even correlating habit with goal achievement. And that's the job and the mission of me and the, the habit factor. So Awesome. That's it. We got we to gotta shift that paradigm a little. Completely agree. So, Martin, what are we actually going to be talking about on this episode of the podcast? Well, it is, <laughs> it is funny because here we are talking about young adults, and I need to frame this up a little. And this was sparked with an incident with my 14-year-old, the one I was telling you who's going to State Cup. And I need to preface this with a little disclaimer. She is a rather incredible child. I, I, I want to be careful not to brag, but I, what I'm going to do is share a, a not positive story. So at least on the front end, I want to share and make sure you understand and whoever's listening that, that she's a phenomenal kid. She, she took like fourth place in the science fair across the county. She won an essay contest. She's a 4-0 student. She won a leadership award at her school, um, granted by a private high school. So anyhow, really good kid. But as 14-year-olds do, they go a little sideways from time to time. And that's what prompted this episode. So this episode is is – starts off with a quote, never does nature say one thing and wisdom another. And that is by a first century Latin author named Juvenal. (laughs) 
if you can process that. Never does nature say one thing and wisdom another. And here's the story. Long day, we're sitting on the couch. I ask my daughter to grab me a popsicle. And rather than bring it over, she throws it from the kitchen. And, you know, I'm not even looking my hands back. It flies over, almost knocks over my wife's wine. And then it proceeds uh, to turn into a bit of drama where she goes upstairs and she doesn't, you know, she loses her phone. And the reason I'm sharing this is it ties back into never does nature say one thing and wisdom another. So then my wife orders me the next day to be picking her up from soccer practice. And that happens on occasion, particularly when I'm supposed to talk to her about something. So we're in the car and – I suggest to her that she's kind of still in trouble and somehow the conversation weaves towards karma. And so I ask her if she believes in karma. And what do you think she says? Well, you kind of prefaced me to this a little earlier. So I'm going to say, I'm going to guess maybe she says no. Yeah, exactly. She says no. And so then I said, well knowing that she's a terrific student and she kind of loves science and is doing well in the science fair, I said, do you believe in science? To which she said, absolutely. And then, (laughs) being quick on my feet, I said, well, do you, can you tell me what the uh, Newton's third law of motion is? And she looks at me and she kind of lights up and goes, oh, we just learned that. Hmm. And she says, you know, every action has an equal and opposite reaction, to which I said, karma. (laughs) So it seems to me that a lot of our personal struggles, whether you're a 14-year-old girl or a 50-year-old man, often – can be traced back to whether we're in harmony or aligned with nature, nature's principles. And again, going back to this quote, never does nature say one thing and wisdom another. Wisdom, timeless. Nature, timeless. Let's see if we can get in in alignment with this stuff. So that prompted me to say, what First of all, I love the quote. And second of all, what what can we look at in nature, Nick? What is nature teaching us? So I've I've put together a few observations. But before we go into them, do you have anything to comment upon? No, I just – I really like the – just that whole mindset of actually looking at, you know, Newton's third law and realizing that, yeah, just – things kind of stay in the world you know every action gets this opposite reaction and like just all i love our episode about the newton's laws of motion so if people haven't heard that episode i highly suggest that they actually go back there and listen to that episode cool yeah we actually covered a bit of ground there yeah when we talked about the i think it was called the physics of productivity that sounds right and i'll make sure to include it in the show notes if people are looking for it so 
Yeah, and this just says, you know, there are a lot of people, whether they crave drama or, or not, I mean, it just says, you know, if there's a lot of friction in your life, for me, look to nature and see if maybe there's some some clues to be living differently. Now, again, this comes off in the heels of we just did a philosophy podcast, and and these are very closely tied, um, very closely. So, anyhow, we'll we'll kind of dig in here and and review some observations of nature, if that is uh, all right by you. Absolutely. So the first one is, have you ever seen nature become impatient? Uh, no, I don't think so. I can't think of a time when I've seen nature be impatient, that's for sure. I, that's funny. So, and I mentioned some earlier books, so I don't need to go back through them, but I can remember reading, it may have been in the, in the how would Confucius ask for a raise book, but it was this idea that the seedling under the earth in the in the earth under the snow, guess what <laughs> it can't get impatient right it can't it has to wait for the environment to be ripe. You know, it just it all has to kind of come together. So that's not to say that the seed should stop sprouting or stop working. But it is to say that you keep working, you keep grinding, you remain patient and you need a favorable environment to support your goals and ideals. Does that make sense? Yes, it does. Beautiful. So we'll go to number two. Nature loves to work in rhythm, right? High tide, low tide, sunset, sunrise, full moon, new moon, spring, summer, winter, fall. Rhythm. (laughs) Rhythm, rhythm, rhythm. So that ties into, and we've talked about why habit's so important, because it's this efficient use of energy. And, and when you can work, I think it was you that told me this, but I was talking to another uh, podcaster too, and he's, he sets days aside with themes for, for practicing, you know, whether it's recordings on Monday and, and writings on Tuesday. So working in rhythm, aligning with rhythm, nature tells us this is the right way to work. The other thing, speaking of work, nature tells us is to work. Nature is always busy. Nature is a busy bee. Whether it's rivers rolling, ants moving around. I mean, you could hummingbirds. There's even the, the, the slowest creature is in some capacity going about doing something to survive right yeah there well there's always something happening in nature there's never (laughs) a moment when things are resting and quiet like even when you think of the like peaceful times you know the winds blowing the leaves are rustling the waves are going back and forth like those are the sounds we think of when we think of peace and there's always something happening i love it brilliant so yeah work 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 number four is the 
economy of nature, this idea that, I mean, all you have to do is think of composting, right? It's, it's this idea something gets used up and then out of it comes something else. And it's just always recycling. I just, it's the old waste not, want not. Mm-hmm. So nature is the, is just so um, kind of efficient in that capacity to just reuse Got it? Got it. Awesome. Nature. Nature teaching us to recycle. Then we get to the cycle of life. And it's just this awareness that not just birth and death. And it actually brings me to the the Confucius quote, all men's natures are alike. It's their habits that carry them far apart. Well, the nature's part of that quote is the being born and the dying and the reproduction. And that's why it's not about their disposition, their being good or bad. So nature shows us this cycle of life. It's just kind of eternal. And that brings us to six, which is change and metamorphosis. Bucky Fuller, there's nothing, I I keep hitting you with quotes, there is nothing in a caterpillar that tells us it's going to be a butterfly. And change in metamorphosis is everywhere. Seasons are changing, caterpillars are turning into butterflies, baby cubs are becoming massive bears, Icebergs are breaking. I mean, it's just, it's a constant change. Things are constantly changing. We know this, but then change happens in our life and we resist. You know, well, if you were like nature, you would accept and go with it. Got it? Got it. I like it. And then we get to seven struggle creates strength. It's, uh, there's apparently some tree that the li- longest living organism, 5,000 years old, but but the idea is it's just in a constant struggle to grow and to survive. And yet because of that, it's, it's, um, it's hardened like rock. But, but that's just one example. I mean, we see it everywhere where the struggle is what, helps us become stronger. Mm-hmm. And so again, it's the accepting of what nature is teaching us as it applies to our life. Yeah, and I, and I think especially that piece really kind of almost ties into our last one on philosophy for me because like I mentioned, I'm kind of really uh, diving into the Stoics and some of their, yep. and yep. really what's kind of led me down that way is a book by Ryan Holiday called The Obstacle is the Way which really is about, you know, learning from those struggles. That is a terrific book. He is such a good writer. I know, I know. He's a phenomenal writer. I uh I was just blown away. I mean, really really great book. The obstacle is the way. Love that guy. Great stuff. Um and yeah, so that Struggle becomes strength. The obstacle is the way. Which brings us to being flexible, 
adapting, being resilient. Nature is, there's nothing more resilient than nature, right? Today happens to be Earth Day. And this is really pretty <laughs> funny. funny. So everybody wants to save the earth, which is a noble cause. But it's funny to me because of this. What if they, if they were to analyze that thought, really what they want to save is themselves. And that's what they should be focused on because the earth is going to do just fine. The earth will survive. Even if we were to, the unthinkable were to happen, the earth is going to be just great. We're going to be gone Right. Right. But the earth is going to be just fine. So so what we really ought to be figuring out is how to be better stewards for the earth because of our it's really a selfish intent. But that I think that's what people are trying to do. You know, I mean, it's. We're saying it's about the earth, but the earth is going to be just fine. Yeah, no, I, I think that's a really good point, actually, because, I mean, at worst, really what we do is almost reset the clock and kind of, you know, give it a chance, to, like say things went absolutely, completely as bad as they could go. And, yeah, we'd, it, we'd eliminate us and kind of reset the clock on everything, but the it earth would, be, would still be yep. here. It would start to regrow. It, it'd start to repopulate. Uh, <laughs> you know, it, it may look different, but it'll still be here. Exactly. It would be like a living organism getting rid of a virus. And if, yes. if humans were that dumb, then they probably deserve to uh, be off the earth. So hopefully true. nothing so bad will happen. But, it, but I think there's nothing more resilient than, than nature. So <laughs> I know that's an uplifting thought, which brings us to nine Everything must flow. Energy flows. The whole concept behind, you know, wellness from a Chinese perspective is the qi energy must be flowing. And when there's a disease, they're, they're doing whatever they can, acupressure, acupuncture to, to create flow. And so, I mean, that's just... <laughs> That is something we can carry um, not just to our, I think, our well-being, but to our, our work process and, and to the evolution of our work process and that sort of thing. I think it's, it's there for us to observe and, and how we apply it, it can run the gamut from our work to our health. So you ready for number 10? Yeah, let's 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 okay. hear number 10. Unity. So we live in a universe, although some call it a multiverse at this point, but we live in this universe. Universe stands for kind of one song. Everything's in rhythm. Everything's kind of tied together. Um, not kind of, is tied together. And so... Um, and it all comes comes around. So I think we talked earlier, cycle of life, but but it's just this this idea that, um, and it goes back to karma. Even you know this action goes out and then it comes back, and you just need to be careful. <laughs> How about that? Yeah, definitely. 
Definitely. I like it. Um, so 11 is there are many things we cannot control. It's just this awareness that there are certain things we can control and there are a great deal, many things that are beyond our control. And the seasons, for instance, I mean, you can get mad at the rain all you want. Or the snow. But, or the snow. There you go. Just the way you kicked it off. Um, number 12, balance, which has somehow become the theme of my life. I When we started this many years ago, not the podcast, but Equilibrium is the name of the publishing company. And that's who publishes the apps and the books. And And it was a mission in my life when I said, what am I looking for? Um, before any company exists, before any book, before any app, that was the answer I came to, equilibrium, which, of course, means balance, and it means peace, and it extends to love. And so I I love the idea of equilibrium. I love the idea of balance. We see it all throughout nature. And there's a bit of a paradox there in that if you're totally balanced, you're probably not getting a lot of work done. So you got to get outside the balance. So it's the old work hard, play hard, and then that brings you back to balance. But nonetheless, being aware that you have to adjust and you have to ultimately you get it, you get back to balance, and it's through the time space continuum, um, meaning you're adjusting over time. And we've we I think we did. A significant, we spend a significant amount of time on balance, but it's that important. Whenever I talk to entrepreneurs, one of the the biggest concerns they have time and again is they're just out of balance, which in and of itself isn't bad at all. It's certainly, it's not bad when they have the awareness, they can make the adjustment. So nature and balance our nature is just in perfect balance. But it, yeah, so like I, you said, it's constantly readjusting though too. So like perfect balance doesn't mean static state, but it means constantly making little adjustments to find that balance. Absolutely. This idea of almost oscillation up and down, up and down. Like if you were looking at a heart meter or, or brain waves yeah. up and down. So that is a sign that you are alive, right? And and at any given point on the up and down, you're off balance. But if you take that line straight across, you can see how you're back to balance, so to speak. So anyhow, I think I think nature, we are one with nature. We are best off. Truly, when we are aligned with the principles that nature has for us to and the lessons that nature has for us to offer. And whether it's whether it's karma or balance, these are the things um, that we can apply to whether it's our life or our work. And I just I'm constantly fascinated with the pursuit of wisdom and to hear that nature and wisdom are in perfect alignment means all our answers are right there in nature. Does that make sense? 
Absolutely. I like it. And I, I do think it's important that we spend actually more time, you know, kind of contemplating that or actually thinking about it, noticing those things out in our normal environment as well. Uh, absolutely. Yeah. Um, I, I know we talked in the last one about journaling and, and I'm trying to tie it into some sort of action or activity and maybe it's even something like chronicling, like taking one of these, whether it's being flexible and, and adapting um, or balance or accepting things that you can't control and, and just doing the old Ben Franklin method, logging it or tracking it for a week and seeing how you respond to it um, and then maybe picking another principle for the next week. Yeah. No, I, th- I think that's a great challenge and that's one I think we just kind of, as we wrap up here, leave our listeners with is to actually go do that. That's great. Yeah. No, absolutely. I was reading something else. But the 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 other tie-in is, of course, if we're looking to nature, what is nature's arguably greatest miracle? It, it's probably, you know, the human <laughs> being, right? It's, it's you. Um, and so how are you honoring that gift and, and how can you make it more in line with nature and and I think with that comes peace of mind and equilibrium and balance and happiness and all these good things so perfect Nick thank you very much and thank you for tuning in to this episode of the Habits to Goals podcast. I'm so excited that you could be here with us as we explore the habit factor and how habits can actually change your life. We'd love to hear what your big takeaways were from the epi- this episode. Simply go to thehabitfactor.com slash podcast. You can find all the episodes, all the previous episodes, and the show notes there, as well as all the resources that were mentioned in this episode of the podcast. I also really want to encourage you to go subscribe to the podcast on iTunes or Stitcher or SoundCloud or whatever podcast player you listen to because we are delivering a brand new episode to you each and every single Monday and I don't want you to miss a single one. So simply go to thehabitfactor.com slash iTunes and leave uh, and subscribe there. We'd also really encourage you, if you enjoy these episodes, the best way to show your appreciation is to simply go leave a review on iTunes because that helps so many other people find the podcast and realize that this is the podcast for them that could really have an impact in their life, their business, and in just their happiness and wellness. So thank you for tuning into this episode. Remember to go out there and create habits that lead to your success. If you're looking to grow your business using podcasting, but don't have the time to edit the audio, insert the intro and outro, write up the show notes, post the episode to all the different sites, and do all of the ridiculous back-end work that's required, then you need yourpodcastguru.com, where you bring the content and we take care of the rest. We'll even co-host the show for you. Visit yourpodcastguru.com right now to explode your audience and crush it in the podcasting world.